0: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Doug show. My name is Doug Cunnington. And in this episode, we get an update from Ariel Phoenix. So we've been doing a case study together this year in 2022. There have been ups and downs and some scheduling conflicts. So I don't think we've done an update for the last month. Maybe we missed one or we were a little late, but Ariel, it's good to see you. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Thank you.
0: So, and you're staying up late to accommodate <laughs> my uh, schedule, but we have had some scheduling constraints, but I'm I, like I said, I'm happy to have you on and I know everyone's looking forward to the update. So today we'll get the, the normal uh, sort of metrics. So we'll hear about traffic, we'll hear about earnings, we'll hear about what's going good, what's not going as well, and a couple other things to come. So let's uh let's just get right into it. So how are the earnings and traffic looking over the past month or so? So
1: for site two, everything is looking good. i uh earned one thousand eight hundred and forty dollars um in total, and that's a thousand dollars roughly a thousand dollars from affiliates, seven hundred and twenty four dollars from ezoic, and then Amazon <laughs> four dollars. And um, digital products just under eighty dollars. Gotcha. So a good, good, month with uh, with that.
0: And that's just so site two only, right? That's
1: site two. Yeah, that's site two. So um, as well, well, we'll get into it because obviously we know it got hit in July. So it's things are looking good now. So we'll we'll talk about that in a moment. But site seven, conversely, is not looking as good. But it earned three hundred and sixty dollars in last month in October. And $100 of that was from the display ads. Amazon, $220. And digital products, just under $10. Affiliate programs, just under $40. So still quite um, varied, but mainly Amazon is still mainly Amazon.
0: Got it. So and overall, to, to paint the picture, because we've done nine updates before this so if people are jumping in and they haven't heard the others we encourage you to check out all the other uh interviews and there are blog posts associated so you can see graphs and kind of how everything fits together but you have a portfolio of sites so when we started you had seven or eight it looked like site number seven which you just mentioned had a great deal of promise We Mm -hmm. focused on that for a little while and then determined that it probably had a very low ceiling because the specific content area didn't really attract much in the way of display ads. So we shifted to site number two, where there's a much bigger upside, a much bigger audience. And, you know, I think you would spend a little more time on the site as well. Yeah. So we shifted and then you mentioned uh, July. So what happened in July for site number two?
1: So I'm getting confused with the updates, but in July, site two was hit by I think it was the product. Yeah, it was the product review update, and um, yeah, so it was hit. The, tra- the traffic dropped by I think it was seventy five percent. I I'm I've lost <laughs> track of the numbers now. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so it was hit. Lost most of its traffic, and then. It recovered, not the following month, the month after. So July, August, it was it was still down. And then September, it, it just shot right back. Well, not right back up, but it made a huge jump. And then it's been recovering since then.
0: Okay. And the ironic thing is, I think it was the product review update in July. People can fact check us, but there has been a focus on product review oriented sites. But site number two, the one that was hit, Really didn't have much in the way of product reviews, right?
1: No, yeah, <laughs> none no product reviews at all,
0: so so maybe it was something different. I don't know, but you really didn't do much in the site, returned uh slowly uh, starting at the end of September, and now it's doing great again,
1: yeah, well, I say we we say I didn't do anything, but um again, looking back when I looked at the articles just before that happened. I saw that a bunch of articles weren't indexed or they weren't on the sitemap and those were all the new articles I added. So 60 articles. And um, when they, it looks like when they did index and when they were added to the sitemap, they brought up the traffic for all the other pages. So I think that might've had a hand in it, but also it could have been another update that jolted it up. So who knows?
0: (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Yeah, these updates seem kind of random and Mm. like you said you did a few things but you didn't think you know it attributed anything to it but nevertheless that's where we're at so grand total so you you talked about the couple sites grand total through the whole whole portfolio what what was your uh total earnings do you know do you have that somewhere yeah Yeah,
1: yes just just under 2800 dollars. okay 2800
0: great yeah and when we when we started this in January, did you have like a specific goal by the end of the year, or just hey, I want to make a huge amount of progress, or something else?
1: Um, no, this this will be this was going to be the my the end of my second year doing this. So I knew I was going to make some um, some big jumps, but I, I was always it's always been in my mind that year three is going to be the year where things really start to get interesting. So I just wanted to see how it, how it went and to see if I was on the right path. And, um, yeah, I'm quite happy that I am.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's always hard. It's hard to tell because uh, some of the success stories that I cover specifically, people do things really quickly. Those make better headlines and (laughs) you know, it, lends itself for people to to think that things are going to happen faster but you know two to three years is really you know that seems like a good amount of time if you're really focusing yeah. um, you can you know skip around to some different projects but generally people have a pretty dedicated focus so yeah cool very good i mean
1: i probably probably would have been further along at the end if I had focused on the one site as we all we all know if we focus on the one thing and just go straight with that um then I probably could so I could be here with one of those crazy success stories saying you know five I'm at 5 k already but um i'm I'm happy with it I'm happy with it and I said on my blog that october q4 is always good because I've got I've got other online businesses so q4 is always good for me because I've got loads of other things going on so I wasn't, um, relying heavily on the sites on their own. So yeah, I'm really happy with the progress, but I, yeah, I was, I was prepared for it to take a few years. I was prepared to do this with no results for a few years. Um, so yeah.
0: Okay. And traffic wise, anything notable, um, any high level numbers?
1: Yes. So for site two, we, We were recovering from 9,000 visits um, in last month, 9,000 visits, and we've gone up by 95%. So we're at 18,800. And page views are up by 96%, and they're at 23,400. So just a bit over what it was before it got hit. It's all coming back now.
0: Okay. And can you say the earnings for site two and then the amount of traffic again so people can tie those together
1: so yeah so earnings were $1,800 and the traffic is 23,000 page
0: views okay great and the thing is um because you're earning a lot from the affiliate side it makes a huge difference so you don't need nearly as much traffic to earn more money right
1: yeah, and also the epmv is around forty dollars on that site so it makes makes a huge difference because I've got another site that gets the same amount of traffic but it, the epmv is between ten and fifteen dollars so two hundred and 200 dollars or so dollars from ads versus seven eight hundred dollars from site two. You, you can see like a huge difference just based on epmv but the affiliates do the affiliates earn a thousand dollars so they they're a huge a huge percentage of
0: earnings. Perfect. Did you publish a lot of content over the last couple of months?
1: No, my, um, my writer's been quite ill and I've not really been inspired to write about it before. I I said that it was quite hard to find topics. And then I found a way to the the thing that I was doing for site um, seven, which was like the location posts. I was going to do those, but then it really, it's really high competition and the, the traffic, uh, yeah, the estimated traffic is not that high on those types of keywords for this niche. So um, trying to find better keywords is harder. And also, yeah, my writer's been been ill and I don't really want to write the posts for the keywords that I'm finding.
0: <laughs> so okay. yeah. Just a little boring or you have some other stuff to yeah. do where you're like, ah, I don't want to write that or
1: what? Yeah, So, um, so well, Site7, which we'll get into in a moment, that's not been doing well at all and I I've not focused on it. It's been going down slowly. I've not been focusing on, on that, but I was thinking about selling it just before it started declining. Um but another project has taken off and I've got um I'm I couldn't be more interested in the niche. So that's the, that's what I want to focus on. So we probably need to talk about that. <laughs> swapping swapping that one out for site seven, maybe. I I don't know. But um, Okay. Yeah. Now
0: is this one of the sites that was just in the portfolio that you kicked up because you were interested and now it's starting to yeah. take off a little?
1: Yeah, yeah. So that, that's exactly what happened. And and I when I started that, I hadn't I didn't plan on working on it. Um I just wanted to buy the domain and put it put it on the back burner because I knew that it was something I wanted to do for the next five, 10 years or so. Um, but yeah, but the niche itself, cause I know it's so, it's so huge. The niche is huge and I knew it was going to take a long time to, cause I wanted to build this mega site with it. So I was prepared to just um, to have the domain sitting there, maybe put 10 articles up and then let it, but I've been adding stuff to it. <laughs> so, okay. so it's grown now. So,
0: yeah. And it's something that you're a little passionate about, then?
1: Yeah, yeah, very much so. So I said, over the next five to ten years, I can see, I can see the site being like the seed for a bigger business. So I'd, I'd want to use SEO to just build up this crazy mega site, and then branch off with um, a smaller business from it. So, yeah, that's cool. I'm going to say too much about it, but yeah, I've got. I think there's endless possibilities with it, with this one.
0: Cool. Yeah. And that reminds me of Christy, who I interview on a monthly basis as well. And her niche, when she first brought it to me, I thought, I don't know anything about it. It seems too small. I've never seen any sites in that area. Mm. And I see a lot of sites, right? So (laughs) she's been able to turn it into a six-figure per year business. She does it on the side. She has started to dabble with uh, physical products a little bit too. She went the course route, which I think could be a viable route, but courses are not for her and digital products. So, I mean, I think you could really pick just about anything. And as long Mm -hmm. as there's a market out there, people spending money, then you could probably make it work. So I think that's awesome. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I think, you know, selling some of the other sites that you have could be a great thing too. I mean, that's one big advantage. You have a, a blog and a YouTube channel and an audience. You can go sell directly to your audience and completely bypass brokers, save 10 to 15%. Yeah. Like that's enough. Yeah. Of saving it's quite of
1: intimidating though. It, yeah, no, it is. It's is. Um, Cause I've had people message me when I've, when I've said like, I'm playing with the idea of selling some sites and then people message me and, um, and someone actually got quite angry because I said, I, I didn't say I was, sell, I was selling them. I said I, I might. And then, yeah, he, he got quite angry. But, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm probably <laughs> going to sell a couple of the smaller sites. But, again, I'm back and forth because yeah. my personality type, I like the idea of having all of these sites and, okay, this one's doing that. I can build it to this point and flip it. But I have to also be realistic with my time and my resources And now that I'm trying to not, not necessarily step back, but I don't want to burn out and I do want to be more selective where I put my time. So it makes more sense to focus on something that I am interested in and maybe give those projects to someone else that can build them up.
0: We have a new sponsor for the Doug show. I just learned about a new SEO app called Sanudo. It offers six main modules and over a dozen individual tools. It'll help you plan and write content for your website that's optimized for SEO. You just enter your domain name and a keyword and Sanudo will generate dozens or even hundreds of article ideas for your site along with the keyword sets and competition analysis. Then Sanudo will guide you with the optimal content length, keyword usage, like how many times to use the keywords, plus some of the you know semantic and related keywords, synonyms and the like, plus it'll tell you about headlines and all the details that you need to consider when you write the article. That means that most of the SEO and content work that normally takes hours or even days in my case, because I'm a slow worker. It's automated through one smart process and it'll save you a ton of time. The best part is when you follow Sunuto's guidelines for content, your site will gradually gain topical authority and rank higher in Google, which is the goal after all. So you'll get more traffic. So what I love about a Sunuto is the serious approach to semantic SEO, including keyword groupings, topic clusters, and more. And with the unique three-step workflow, you can holistically plan, write, and track content. So there's a ranking tracker, and that'll put you ahead of your competition in search results. So Sinuto already offers a great value for the money, and there are Black Friday deals. And, you know, I'm not hundred percent sure when the the uh, sales end but you can save up to 50% depending on the specific offer. So I really appreciate Sunudo for working with me. We're going to check him out a little bit more and if you, you know, if you want to support the show, you can check out the tool as well. There's a link in the description so that you can uh, you know, learn a little bit more and don't forget you can save during a Black Friday time frame. So check out Sunudo.com for more details and that's spelled S-E-N-N uto.com All right. So we kind of hit, uh, the, the broad metrics, anything that went really well in the last couple months here.
1: Hmm. What's going really well. I've, I've started filling it out. I said, um, what's working now. I haven't done what's working, um, doubling down on brand building. So I did say this before, um, I've started making a second digital product. So the first digital product on a good month, it might earn like hundred and fifty dollars. Not, it's just not—it's not a crazy amount, but for the amount of traffic that the site's getting, um, and the minimal promotion that I've done with it, I think I could make us. It doesn't take much time to make a, a second digital product. I can make quite a few of these. Um, they're only ten dollars, and um, but yeah. So I was—I was going to do the. We did speak about a mini course. But I'd kind of put the feelers out there and it wasn't, I didn't get the reception that I thought, which is a good thing because I didn't want to go and do it. And then, like you said before, you know, you want to pre-sell it. So, yeah, so more videos, um, doubling down on brand building, so more digital products. Um, Free downloads have been really good for me because I've been able to start to build the email list back up. And I think with the affiliate. The, the affiliate promotion that I can do, the email list will really come in handy with that. So um yeah, brand building with site two and um time on page. So my my EPMV before the worry was that as my traffic was growing, the EPMV started declining. And that started happening a bit now that traffic's picking back up, but not as it's not as um as vast as it was before. So it was, I was getting 50 to $60 EPMVs before the traffic started rising and um, it's gone down to like $40 now, but it's, okay. it's still
0: good. One thing to look at there is if it's specific pages, maybe a page that doesn't have as high of commercial intent or advertisers don't want to advertise, That may Mm -hmm. be getting more traffic. So traffic's going up, but it's to a topic in which there are not advertisers or not as many and it's just not paying as much. So I saw that on one of my sites where a specific kind of content was growing quite a bit, getting a lot more traffic. So my EPMB took a dive. So that's earnings per thousand visitors. So that's one thing to look at where you're like, oh, what's going on? Like, why is it Mm -hmm. going down? The other is, you know, with, uh, economic downturns and that sort of thing, um, advertisers might not be spending as much money. So it's just kind of depressed a little bit. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Anything that didn't go that well?
1: Um, with site two or just in, in general? In general. Um, no, there's, there's nothing I've done really out of the ordinary, um, but yeah, everything's up except for, if I look at my big data analytics, uh, baby's crying. Um, if I look at my big data analytics, it's every, everything is up um, 95%, 1%, everything's up except for the EPMB, which has dropped a, a small amount. So yeah, I can't think of anything that's gone wrong or going wrong.
0: Okay, um, cool. Yeah. So And we'll use this as an opportunity to talk about Ezoic because we like Ezoic. So this is a little ad. You mentioned big data analytics where uh, basically you can get tons of analytics. What certain areas do you look at at big data analytics?
1: I, I always head straight over to my landing pages to see where people are going, how long they're spending on those pages and also what those pages are worth because I, I use that to find what topics I should be focusing on. So if there's a specific type of article or, or topic that is, you know, really high, the EPMV, the highest EPMVs are there, then I look for more opportunities to make more articles within that cluster, maybe link to it from that one. Um, and that's that's done really well because before my my EPMV was dropping and the articles, I was getting more visits, like you said, but I wasn't able to see why that was happening until I looked at the the top earning pages and started trying to replicate those. So, yeah, that's the main thing
0: I do on there. And then have you played with any of the newer products like Flickify or the Niche IQ? Um, And and Niche IQ is kind of like a keyword research and SEO type tool. Um, Yes, what have you done?
1: I done a video on that the other day. I was in a Niche IQ um, finding topics because I use the tag tester. To find, to get to raise my click through rate, which really, which worked out really well because I found that I should have numbers in all of my titles as there's no case where adding a date or top five didn't do better than the one before. So I use Tag Tester to do that. And then Niche IQ, it's, it's, it looks at your data. So it looks at your Google search console data. Um, it looks at your competitors because it's got all the information about your site. And it makes suggestions on topics that you could cover. And it gives you um, a rough estimate of how how likely you are to rank for that. Sometimes it's a bit off. But when you go through and you look at, you find some real topics and real gems in there. And you can go and explore that further. So I've been using that to find new topics on there. Um, the The keyword length is not, um, not the keyword length, the um the volume is not always accurate, but no, no tool is <laughs> with that. But um, yeah, it's got it's got some good topics on there.
0: Cool, awesome. And I haven't played with the Flickify or Humex very much, but Flickify basically you could like take a blog post and then create a video, and they yeah, there's like a video editor in there and B-roll and images, and there's a, an yeah. AI character that will read out whatever you want. So yeah. It maybe you know if you wanted to do your blog post verbatim, it'll do that. But you could also yeah. edit it down because sometimes yeah. you don't need it to be you know every single word. You could trim it down, make it a little shorter. Um, but it, yeah, it's a full video editor basically.
1: Yeah, I'm actually I'm going to be using both um, Humix and Flick. Humix is just to display the videos, but I'm using Flickify to make a hundred articles for the top. Um, sorry, 100 videos for the top 100 articles. Um, and I'm going to add those to them to see if it increases time on page and all of those things. So we'll see how that goes.
0: <laughs> cool. Okay. So we'll wrap it up on the Ezoic side. And I know one thing uh, that we were talking about, because this is kind of a coaching situation that we're doing here. So it's part of success story. We're hearing you know what's going on and then I help you out sometimes. So <laughs> You told me that you were you know kind of a, a little distracted and maybe multitasking and you were like "I need some help with productivity so kind of explain um what was happening that day when you sent the email <laughs> and then um, um yeah just in broadly what what do you think you're struggling with
1: uh this is this is ongoing this is, it's been this way forever I'm just disorganized that's you were politely trying to put it um it's, it's the worst thing for somebody like me who has shiny object syndrome to be disorganized on top of that because then you you think you're being productive and you're doing things but you're not necessarily you could be doing so much better so that's something I'm very aware of but um yeah so productivity is that's that's something that I I need to um to work on so I know what I'm doing what I should be doing and and sticking with that
0: okay And one thing that you, uh, you wrote in that email was you had like 50 tabs open or like 20 tabs or something. (laughs) Yeah.
1: 50 is more, is closer to what it would have been. Yeah.
0: When I have more than maybe like seven tabs open on my web browser, I'm like, oh, this is too much. And I start closing them (laughs) So it's pretty funny. And I have, I mean, I've seen people and it's just like a million tabs and i'm like what the fuck are you even (laughs) trying to do like there's nothing productive happening like best case scenario Uh, you you check a couple of them and then you get pulled into like whatever that thing is that's
1: what happens yeah that's what happens i get i get it's this is extreme it's probably not as extreme as i'm gonna explain but um i get like tab anxiety when i go when i go into a tab and and i think i'm gonna close it but then i'm like i can't close it because i'm like you said, you get pulled into it. I'm working on this and I know I'm gonna come back to it. And if I close it, I'm gonna forget or I'm not gonna do it. So um that's the main that's probably one of my biggest problems.
0: Okay. It's the
1: tabs. Someone recommended one tab, which is this this um like a Google Chrome extension that grabs them all and puts them in one tab. But then what was happening was I was um I started accumulating a few, a few of those. So they, <laughs> they had like ten or fifteen in each of them, and it it didn't it didn't do much.
0: Didn't, it, it just gives you a way to open even more of them, more. basically. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. So. Oh man.
0: Okay. So a lot of people do have the shiny ob- object syndrome, and part of it is there's so many tools, right? So let's just look at one little area, like the AI tools, right? So there must be like a dozen or more that we can name off. And there's probably, you know, twice as many that we don't even know about that are out there. And if you accidentally get into a spot where those, where the messaging and marketing is coming at you, you think this is the greatest tool ever and I need to check it out. I need to learn about it and maybe compare it to the other tools. So all of a sudden you're like trying to, fix a problem that you maybe don't have. And that's just Mm. one little area. Now, one thing is I I also have shiny object syndrome, but I just suppress it because the thing is like it's new novel stuff. It's something that can um, help me get more done or be more productive or something else. And I am not immune to these things. So I have shiny object syndrome. I have a ton of inbound email, um, Mm. which there's a lot of it that is just noise and I can quickly delete, but there's a lot of it that's actually okay. And I still have to evaluate it. Like these could be, you know, future partners in something. It could be, uh, you know, just a good opportunity for a good product. So I have to evaluate those. The reason why I'm mentioning this is like, so I don't have the tab problem, but I have an email problem. And a lot of times, just like you use tabs, you need to you know, do research or look, to see, you know, some information in a tab, I have to go to no. email to do research or follow up on something or maybe it's uh you know, something valid. So I yeah. hop over to email and then I get sucked in by other emails that are in there. And then if you reply back to several emails, you're going to get more responses back. Yeah. So I I have to deal with this too. And I'm very good at focusing. So I have been very good at focusing. Uh, some people have ADHD and ADD and other stuff like that. I don't have that. I could like block things out and just work on it. I have to force myself to do it, but I can't just mm-hmm. say, you know what? I'm ignoring like every distraction and I'm only working on this thing. Yeah, I always feel better when I do focus. And then, you know, maybe it takes me 20 minutes to get into the groove. And mm-hmm. then I finish the thing or get really close and I spend two hours on it and I feel really good afterwards and all the noise that I could have gotten distracted from, it doesn't even matter. I don't even pay attention and I don't even look at it because I know I got so much done. The question is, how can you sort of harness that kind of focus? Because you have a ton of energy. You probably put in a lot of hours. It's just scattered across all these different efforts. Is that... Kind of what happens.
1: Yeah, that's that's exactly what happens. Um it's it's probably obviously I'm a mother of three very small people. So it, it probably all ties into that because I'm I'm bouncing from one thing to another. So I'm homeschooling, and then when I've got a break, I'll be like, okay, what can I get done in this time? And then I open my laptop, and like I said, I think I forgot what you asked me in the email, but I think you said when when like how does it start or where do you start? Because I'm closing my laptop at night with all those tabs and things going on. When yeah. I open it back up, they're, they're still there. So I just continue on where I was. Right. Um so that's that's the problem.
0: <laughs> okay, great. So that's perfect. Great segue. So you'll have to figure out how to make this work for you. But there's a couple of things that you can do. What I asked you was when you sit down, do you know what you're going to work on? Do you know yeah. what you need to accomplish? And you probably should look at things at like a, a big higher level at first and then narrow it down and narrow it down. So maybe okay. you're looking quarterly, you know, just high level. And you're like, I want to make sure I publish X amount of content in this quarter. Yeah. So then you could break it down to monthly, you know, Maybe it's you know evenly uh across each month, and then you do weekly, and then you could dive in. And you're like, okay, this month I need to be focusing on these few areas. So then you have a picture of what each week should look like, and from there, maybe it's on Saturday or Sunday or whatever day you want. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So like at the beginning of your week. You can look at your quarterly and monthly plan and then you're like, okay, this is what we're looking at for this week. And then you know, okay, here's kind of what I need to work on this week. And then you could break it down further and say, all right, on Monday, I need to work on this. Now, what you will do initially, because we all do this and it doesn't go away, you're going to think you can get a lot more done in one day than you actually can. And if there's a, a quote, uh, I think a lot of people have been attributed, but um, basically you, can, you can't get as much done in one day as you think, but you can get a lot more done in like a year or 10 years. Yeah. So when you look at one day, you really overestimate what you can do. And when you look at a, a long period of time, you yeah. underestimate it. So you're going to screw that up. you're going to screw it up, probably by like two to four X, something like that. Okay. And then you'll get better and it's okay. So like you'll mess it up. And then the first day you're going to get, you know, half of what you thought done. And then it's going to goof up your schedule moving forward, but you could just adjust and just know, I need to really scale this down. And by planning your week ahead of time in your days ahead of time, when you sit down, you know... Okay, here's what I need to focus on today. Don't get distracted with other stuff by the mm. email that may pop up, or maybe you get an email for an offer of a product that you think you might be able to use. That's the worst thing. That's one yeah. reason why I hate Appsumo and other things like that because people <laughs> buy products that they might be able to use in the future, and then yeah. they waste time. They waste money and they, maybe they can use it in the future, but fuck most of the time people don't, they just yeah. buy it and they have a lifetime deal for some product. They're <laughs> never going to use.
1: Yeah. I've been there.
0: <laughs> yeah. I
1: think, I think most niche site people have been there. AppSumo is mm-hmm. it's a lovely place, but it's, yeah, it's, it's dangerous.
0: Yeah. So, so. <laughs> and, and that just goes in general, like don't buy yeah. stuff you don't need because you think you might need it in the future and don't buy stuff because it's a good deal. So yeah. my, I, I do that sometimes my mom was, uh, she, she did that all the time. She would buy just shit that she didn't yeah. need, the <laughs> just cheap stuff. And it was, you know, like re- retail stuff. So it was just yeah. like, you know, really cheap products that were kind of crappy. And, yeah. um, I, I, do it too sometimes, but I try not to, I'm like, I, you shouldn't <laughs> buy something because it's a good deal. You should buy yeah. it because you need it. Um, and I know a lot of people are out there. They're like, why well, I bought this product and it was a really good deal. And then I used it. It's rare. Mm. It, it does happen, but most of the time we just buy shit. We don't need. Do need? yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll quit complaining <laughs> about that. And that's one reason I'm not, an, I'm not an active affiliate for like AppSumo. People make lots yeah. of money, like recommending those products, but I'm out. Like, I don't want to perpetuate bullshit.
1: <laughs> yeah. So,
0: Um, okay. When you sit down, you will know what you need to work on. Um, there's a second part of this, but I'm going to pause. Do you have any questions on like high level approach and then dial it down to quarter month week day?
1: So I'm thinking, is it, is it a a case of choosing the highest priority? So one, just one thing to do every day or making a list and then deciding so so you say quarterly so i'd start with what i want to achieve this quarter and then when do i attack each of those things is is it like one thing a day or is it
0: sure great question it's up to you really the best way to do it is to just have maybe one to three things per day that are big chunks yeah so you will probably find Like I mentioned that you won't have enough time to do what you think you can in those daily segments. So it might start at three or four, and then you're going to realize that you got one thing done. Yeah. (laughs) And then you'll just shift and say, I'm just going to plan on one thing. And this is the best way to do it. Just plan on one or two things. And then if you happen to hit a stride, you can... Do another thing. You get started on the next thing. Instead, maybe you spend time with your kids or do something better than working. Yeah. And that's really what you should do. But sometimes yeah. you gotta do more work, right? You're in the hustle yeah. phase. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the prioritization is tough because you know, you're gonna look quarterly and then you're gonna, you know don't hold yourself back treat it like brainstorming you're like i want to get this done for this side i want to get this done for this side i want to get this done and then when you try to shove that into a monthly plan you may realize that you have to table stuff and this is Mm -hmm. why i usually encourage people to only work on like you know as few sites as you could tolerate so and I, i do understand in you know, we talked about this when we did the update, when one of your sites got hit really bad, you had other sites to work on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, and that it, was, it, it, go ahead.
1: No, that was one of the one that I, I mentioned, which is like my five to 10 year thing. That was one of the ones that I just zeroed in on and that's this yeah, started paying off. So, but yeah, but I get, again, we've, like you said, we've been through this. I definitely see the benefit of, One, especially when you zoom out and like I said, some people are like if someone was a lot younger and they don't have super loads of responsibilities and stuff, then you can. You could probably get away with doing a bunch of different things if you've only got the one thing going on. Um, But yeah, I've got so many other things going on. So the time that I do have to sit down and do things, I really do need to be selective about what I'm doing and smaller projects are not necessarily the best use of my time. So yeah, I definitely get it.
0: Cool. Okay. I, any other questions before I hit the the second part of this?
1: Um, do you, um, I somebody mentioned the can can board, I think it's called,
0: I don't know. You, Kanban.
1: You, oh, okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I've only read it. So I, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah. So is that, is that something, what do you think about that?
0: yeah that's great um and, and the general idea it, it's fine that you mispronounce it like uh, i i mispronounce stuff all the time and my wife makes yeah. fun of me because like it means you read stuff right that's good yeah, you read yeah. stuff you have an advanced vocabulary but you just haven't heard someone say it that's cool. It's it, fine yeah. yeah so yeah no no worries there and i um i struggle with like multiple syllable words too which is just <laughs> stupid so anyway, uh moving forward with the Kanban uh basically it's like the the uh, note card system right where you like you have a the the things that you're you're working on uh yeah. or things that you're going to work on, things that you're working on, things that you finished, and you like can move all the little post it notes over right yeah okay so it, it's the main idea of a Trello board, uh, which is you know the the project management tool that I typically use yeah. for um my well, everything I, I've moved yeah. over everything's on Trello, but I use it for content management. And yeah, I think it's great. and it's a good way to visualize like, okay, here's here's what we need to work on. Here's yeah. what's in progress, and here's what we finished. And you can see that you're making progress along the way, yeah, and you can have, you know you you can just use Trello, which is fantastic because then, you know I have it on my um, my phone. there's an app on the phone. I can pull <laughs> it up it this- on.
1: Is it the same as ClickUp or I don't know. are they, they different? Thing? Oh, okay. Cause I, there's quite a few of those project management tools and I I was on one and I bounced over to ClickUp and I had to relearn that. So that's something I'm mindful of as well. Going like new software. And uh, is it, it's all like monday.com order. Is, is it similar for that?
0: Uh, you know what? I don't know either of those, uh. but if it's based on a Kanban concept, then yeah. yes, it's like, you know, any of the tools uh, will be fine. And it's great because you can just see like the high level, um, card. You have yeah. like the list of cards and then you can move things over and have like different, um, statuses for yeah. each one of the cards and the card, you know, you open it up. There could be a ton of information. There could be owners. There could be comments. There could be attachments, like all, all these different sister, um, all these different pieces of information can be held within the card and you don't have to look at it all at once. And it allows you to abstract, um, like the idea of the card into just the card. And then you can go deep dive if you need to. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: yeah. And the tools all should be very easy. I, you know, have my VAs use Trello and basically I'm like, go watch a video or two on YouTube and then they know how to use it.
1: It sounds like ClickUp. That's that's what I use to manage my virtual assistants as well to give them tasks and put Google Sheets and everything in one place. So it works for them, and they they're good at using them. But I've never tried to use it for my uh, like to manage my own time and tasks. So I'll go and look and see if it does the same.
0: Got and it. Cool. Okay. Anything else before I talk about that tail end thing that I no kept teasing? <laughs> okay. So we talked about figuring out what you're going to work on. And then figuring out like when you're going to work on it, really just which day. So yeah. there's another piece that you can add in there, which is time blocking. <laughs> Are you familiar with time blocking as a concept?
1: No, I, I think I, okay. I think I can understand where you're going with it though. But yeah.
0: So basically you have a calendar and I, I learned yeah. this from a book called deep work, but it's a concept that Cal Newport, you know, picked up somewhere else as kind yeah. of a general idea, but basically it's like, you know, you have a calendar, um, imagine Google calendar and you, you just have like a block of time and you're, you're noting from, you know, 9 AM to 10 30 that you're going to work on X and you map out your whole day, every minute, usually 15 to 30 minute blocks. And then you just, you know, map it out. I used to do this just on a piece of paper and then it keeps you on task. Kind of like, Mm -hmm. um, it's similar to like meditation, where when Mm -hmm. your mind wanders, which it will, you just bring it back to the meditation and breathing or whatever thing you're doing, right? Yeah. When you get distracted and you're supposed to be working on your blog post, and then you start uh, researching some new tools. Keywords.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're like, oh, I
0: thought of a keyword because I was writing this and I'm going to go explore that. It's okay, just get back on task. You have it noted mm-hmm. in your little time block. And then when the time's up, you stop working on it. Now, okay. it helps you stay on task. And I know people, myself included, you're thinking, I I, don't, I want to have more flexibility that is far too rigid. Maybe even with um, my description of figuring out what you work on each week and, and each day yeah. and that sort of thing. It's fairly rigid in the way that I described it, but it's fully flexible. It's just giving you structure and trying to keep you from getting distracted. So yeah. your time blocking is going to be wrong pretty mm-hmm. much every day. It will be very bad <laughs> for the first yeah. couple of weeks because you again, you're gonna overestimate what you can get done in a certain amount of time. Yeah and you're gonna need to put in, you know, uh, take a walking break, hang out with your kids, like do the lesson plan that you need to do that day with your kids. Maybe something unexpected happens. That happens pretty much every day, right? Like you get pulled off of the thing you got to do. So that's totally fine. The time block is there as your plan, which can be adjusted. So let's say things are going great and you're in a good flow. You're writing, you've worked on it for an hour and a half. You're supposed to start working on something else you could just say i'm going to keep working on this i'm in the the perfect frame of mind and i'm really excited you can keep working for the rest of the day and just change your plan so in deep work cal newport does describe you know what to do he's just like you know you, you have this on your page and then you just uh you know mark out x out uh the things that you've shifted and then you just make a new plan right next to it. So okay. it's a plan to keep you on track, but it's fully adjustable. It's constraints yeah. that you create for yourself.
1: Okay, that sounds good. I think I like the idea of the the time block one, um, the time block idea.
0: The I other, it's easier. Yeah, the other good thing is it takes advantage of Parkinson's law, which is like work expands to the time that you have allotted for it Mm. so are you familiar with that concept
1: yeah yeah
0: and that you know it it work that's a classic thing where you have to sit at your desk for eight hours for example (laughs) and uh you know something that should take an hour you could make it take eight hours if you have to (laughs) Yeah. yeah So, okay. So that's one other thing to do during the day to even dial in your activities further. Everything's yeah. fully flexible. So finally to finish up your day, you can have sort of a, a shutdown routine. Again, Cal Newport does mention this, but the broad strokes are you finish up what you are doing that day and yeah. You close the tabs, right? You close all those tabs, maybe even close the web browser. Um, you know, <laughs> it's, it's using a memory anyway, right?
1: Yeah, they open back up when you um when you <laughs> You close yeah. it down; they they all come back.
0: <laughs> so, so, you know, sh- yeah. shut them down manually. Open a fresh browser, and when it asks you if you want to open the old ones, just say no. No. Just say no. <laughs> just say no. <laughs>
1: That's tough, but yeah, Um,
0: yeah. But the thing is, you know, you're closing out the things that you must close out, and then y- you know, we made the plan for the you know the day to day, you know, Monday, yeah. Tuesday, and Wednesday, so you could just update whatever you didn't finish and move it over to the next day or adjust. And the thing is, it will, everything's going to be off. The plan's going to be very off the first few days, but if you try to understand what you can get done in a given amount of time, then you'll, you'll be able to re you'll be able to adjust to, uh, adjust your expectations to what you really can accomplish. And then you're more realistic, your plans will be better. And it actually, it's painful because again, it it highlights how bad we are at estimating work. But then if you do a better job, it makes it much easier to estimate work in the future.
1: Yeah, yeah. So
0: if you do, you know, if you do the shutdown routine, then you have a way to feel comfortable like stopping work at a certain time so that you don't keep working too late which is yeah. you know that'll lead to burnout and that's so what, specifically what you're avoiding
1: how does that how does that work then because is it just you deciding that you've done enough of, of this task and then and closing it, even if you're not finished or keep going until you finish it and then nothing else don't start any new tasks
0: it depends on what it is and i would say you should have like some time where you stop. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, basically the, you'll have an endless amount of work to go forever for the rest of your life. Right.
1: That's I right. Yeah. That's kind of what, that's kind of what I do. My husband asked what time, cause I, I went to bed really late. Um, or in the morning, and um, and then he said, like, what what time? Like, when when do you are you finished? <laughs> Basically, and uh, and I I kind of said it, it never finishes, which is it's not good. <laughs> but um, I don't see it. the the thing with the burnout thing is I don't see that happening because I really do enjoy this stuff. And and when I look back as as far back as I can remember, with when I was doing music and stuff like that, I would be up until crazy hours. I, it just wouldn't stop unless I was tired enough for it to stop but so it's 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 gonna take a lot of um of active effort to get organized now because it's just how like my creative mind just wants to keep like it just it won't stop right so shutdown routine is is something i've never had there's there's, there's no no concept <laughs> of it
0: usually and <laughs> i mean i'm I'm explaining this in a way that sounds like I have it figured out. Like I, I don't, I struggle with each (laughs) little piece that I highlighted and I know all the things that, you know, I'm really emphasizing that you might make a mistake on. Cause like that's literally exactly what I do. Um, I don't do the time blocking anymore. You know, I did that for a little while when I was really, um, aiming to be really productive and, one thing that I think that you will probably find, especially with kids and a family, even though you have uh, like a huge drive and a big interest in doing this stuff, you'll identify the opportunity cost of, do you want to work on this website stuff or do you want to hang out with your kids? You have limited time. How old are they?
1: Six, four and one and a half. So yeah. I mean, they get all of that. I homeschool. So they get, they get everything. <laughs> they get yeah. all of my time, and like I said, we've shift, shifted shifted schedule. So in the, the the whole morning routine is like we're at the lake. We've got the puppy. We're, we're doing all all the family stuff. So um, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely not missing. It, which is why I decided to homeschool in the first place. So because I know I can get buried in all the stuff that I'm doing, so I wouldn't miss anything, and I'd be able to be present and stuff. So um, that part is okay but the work part is just chaotic.
0: Got it. How much uh, sleep do you get per night?
1: Um, I'd love to get, I'd love to get more. i probably, I've probably got bags now. <laughs> I've not been getting as much as I, as I was before I found niche sites. That's for sure. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe six hours on a six or seven hours on a good night, but good sure. nights.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you have young so. kids. I have no kids. So, Um, but I'm, I'm 57, you know? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not that old. I
1: didn't, I I was was about to say, I didn't, you don't look
0: 57. Yeah. I look good for 57. (laughs) I'm 43. I don't look great for 43, but for 57, I'm like great shape, you know? So, okay. The whole point being is like, there's opportunity costs. So like at some point, and this is what I realized and. You know, it's, it's fun to work on this stuff and earn money, but I was like, oh, there's so much other stuff. And, you know, some people, I have a lot of friends and they're like, I want to grow as big as I possibly can. And I don't want to do that. So, you know, I have a lot more at this point, a lot more free time. And, you know, for, for a while, even without kids, I was doing, you know, five or six hours of sleep (laughs) per night, a lot of caffeine. And it was pretty fun. You know, uh, most of the time. And now I'm sleeping a lot more and <laughs> I just I feel less stressed out is like yeah, the whole yeah. thing. So do you feel yeah. like a level of stress because you have a lot of projects? I
1: no, I never I never feel I never feel stressed. Um I feel like it just keeps going, but that's not necessarily a bad thing for me. It doesn't make me feel like I chose to do this. It doesn't make me feel like um cool. oh there's always something that needs doing. Um I don't have to do it. I I choose to do it and I do I am in that, like you said, that hustle mode where I know that if I pretty much grind for the, like a, a period of time, there will be a period where I can sleep more so I yeah. can sit back a bit. But that hunger and that's not good. I, that's not going to go away anytime soon. So I, I feel like drive while I'm while I'm in that because I know a lot of people do get burnt out and they do they, they, they feel that they're trying to find the motivation and stuff like that. And I feel like because I don't have that issue, I should use that to my advantage. I think I mentioned it in the in um, the, the blog post that um I looked it up and it's actually hyper focused and it sounds good when you when you look at that word, but when you look into the meaning of it, it's not a good thing. It's like a it's bad. <laughs> it's really bad and you just like you you see with tunnel vision and usually that's that. You know, other things do get sacrificed in that. So, right, yeah, balance is 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 the key, I guess. So
0: it's hard to yeah. achieve. Well, and I mean, I I see the questions too, just like you, like you said, uh, people are like, oh, how do you stay motivated? I have zero issue with that. There are probably yeah. five other things that I want to work on, and yeah. I have to make myself not do it. So it's only like me trying to like cultivate like doing less that I'm able to like get more sleep. Otherwise I would have probably one other podcast and like three other sites. Like I I found a couple good niches. You know, I talk about like, hey, I'm not doing like active keyword research, but I thought of two and I was like, oh, those would be actually very good. (laughs) And I could work on it for years. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? Not right, not right now. Oh wow yeah
1: i'd love to i'd love to have that i mean there's I've, loads of people have, have talked about when they they are focusing but a, a keyword or a niche pops up and they just have to register that domain <laughs> I've, I've finally got past that i'm not i don't feel the the desire to register any more domains so that's a good thing and i don't want to start any new sites i have no even if i found a, a niche tomorrow i feel like i if I found a really good one, I still wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stop. I yeah. just wouldn't do it, which is good. I, I've, I've got to that, that stage.
0: <laughs> did you see, um, I did the interview with, um, Melissa. Do you remember, did you ever see that remember.
1: one? I probably did. Okay. Yeah. And um, she has, does she have a few sites?
0: I think she has like twenty five or something.
1: Yeah, yeah something yeah. crazy.
0: She, and she's like, oh, you know, this one kind of like you were saying. You're like, this one's just for fun. So she yeah. like started a site to do in her leisure time, but but is yeah. still working on the site and but writing. Still, yeah. <laughs> so, but she loves it too. Like you said, like she has the hunger. She wants to work on it. She likes the topic, and like she yeah. literally is doing it for fun. That's the thing.
1: Because if if you have some people, well, they'll say, oh, you know, go and do this, go and do your hobby. But again, I I don't. There's been times where I've opened Netflix and I've looked through and I've thought, none, I don't want to watch any of this. This, None of this is going to be. Or I'll put something on and then I'll just turn it off. I'm like, I should be, I could be doing something on my site. I don't, I don't want to watch, I don't want to (laughs) watch this. So, um, yeah. So I don't. There's not, this is how I've always been. and, And when I'm, committed to something, I'm just going to keep going with it. It's, it's, it's fun for me. It doesn't yeah. feel like work. So that's why I don't get the burnout and I don't get the motivation, um, the, the lack of motivation thing.
0: Yep. Okay. So I gave you sort of a, a broad way to look at the productivity. Yeah. Are you going to try it out? Do you want to make any hundred percent. Sort of- Okay.
1: Yeah. So. No, it all fits in with um, the Atomic Habit. I know you you mentioned the power of habit before. They're they're very similar concepts, so it all fits in um, with the, the the tips I've got from that book. So it's yeah, it's about being consistent with it because I I'll, sometimes I'll, I'll start the thing and I'll get to day fifteen and everything's going well, and then you just lose that one day, and then it kind of you're like, oh, oh for I've, I've lost my yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, cool. So you'll get started with it coming up soon and then I'll start
1: tomorrow. I'll start, I'll start tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. Not not Monday.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, and before we, um, wrap it up here, I will, you know, again, I'm explaining this, like I have it all figured out. I'm, I am pretty productive. There's a lot of waste in the system and that's okay. Um, but one thing that I intended on doing, and I even mentioned it in a previous podcast, I believe, and maybe even in an email where I wanted to go back and start improving some old content on niche site project and one of my niche sites. And I started, I got a couple days done. I felt really good. Like I said, those were my main tasks for those days. And I felt great. I fell off. So I only got like three days done and then, you know, there's other stuff to do. There were other priorities, you know, I traveled, blah, blah, blah. I got a million excuses. Right. But the fact Mm. is I was like, I, I committed to do this and I failed to follow through. So I, I need to, you know, get back on it. However, there are still, you know, I still have these competing priorities and it's really hard to do and i'm not quite sure how to reconcile other than yeah you know wake up a little earlier and try to work on it but at the same time i'm also like i want you know fitness is really important to me so like
1: yeah
0: if i even though i have a lot of free time like i have to carve it out
1: you have to sacrifice something yeah
0: it's either sleep or fitness and I'm not sure you know what to do other than yeah you know keep punting it ahead which is not
1: <laughs> that's tough. not a
0: solution yeah so.
1: I had I had that issue as well because I would go to the gym in the early morning or or late at night but then when when I've got these tabs open and <laughs> I'm committed <laughs> to finishing that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go so yeah so something does get sacrificed but yeah this is tough but yeah
0: cool done. Okay. So any other, uh, final thoughts before we wrap it up today?
1: Um, no, so just with site seven, um, as I said, that, that traffic is going down slowly. I don't know if we, we got over to, we didn't mention it too much, but the traffic's been going down. It I don't think it's been hit by, it's not had a drastic drop, but the, yeah, I, I added 10 articles in, in a different cluster, They've ranked and they're there, but it's not doing anything really major for the site. And um, I don't I don't think I'm going to add a bunch of stuff to it. Um, but I, did, I spoke to Shauna Newman the other day and she gave me some advice on if I'm looking to sell it, what I should be doing with it. So I probably do need to work on that for a bit just to bring it back up and get it in a nice upward trajectory and then try to sell that. Um, so I might be looking to sell that one first or another one and then focusing on site two and the other site. Okay. Which we could, we could discuss.
0: Cool. How much did the traffic or how much has it been dropping? And you said it's kind of a slow decline.
1: Yeah. I um, um, oh Yeah. So it's gone down by 27%. So that's quite a bit. It's gone down from 20,000 visits to 15,000, from 24,000 page views to 17,000 to 18,000, okay. um, e- uh The epmv has gone up a little bit to $6, $6.11.
0: Okay. Gotcha. But, um, yeah. So um, I guess w- what things did Shauna mention over at skipblast.com?
1: So working on it, <laughs> yeah, bringing it up a bit. Um, so, so not, not handing it over when it's going down, nobody, you, you, you'd get a lot less anyway. So handing it over when it's on an upward trajectory so they can see it's got lots of, it's, it's growing. Um, and the next month they should be earning more than it earned when they bought it. And, um, and that there's, it's not completely, you've left stuff for them to do. So it's not, a complete site there's so much more and maybe because of the site and you know how I've done the content there are there are still endless keywords for it so maybe building that you know giving them all those keywords based on the data that I've got um so they know where to go with it to continue to grow it but first and foremost getting it back up to where it was and you know growing cool
0: okay well I guess that's something we could talk about in the next update in yeah yeah uh, you know, if you're thinking you do want to sell it, you know, you'll definitely get a better multiple if it is not declining for
1: sure. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. Where can people find your Ariel?
1: Um, on Twitter, uh, Ariel CPX and www.arrielphenix.com.
0: Okay. And we'll link up on you YouTube. YouTube channel. Yeah. We'll link up yeah. for all the stuff. <laughs> and I haven't heard someone give a URL uh, with the www a WWW. Really did I just time. do that? Yeah. Yeah. HTTP <laughs> colon forward slash forward slash. <laughs> I didn't know I did it. It's,
1: it's yeah. Ariel Phoenix.com Twitter. Ariel CPX. Yeah.
0: Got it. Cool. Thanks Ariel. We'll talk to you next time. That's funny. I just re-listened to uh, the end of the episode when Ariel said, "www." It's hilarious. She was like, "What? No way! I didn't do that." That was pretty funny. We had a good laugh after we stopped recording too. So, anyway, be sure to check out her stuff. As we mentioned, she does, um, you know, more in depth uh, on her portfolio and her monthly updates and all that stuff. So, if you have any questions for uh, Ariel, of course, you can, you know, leave them. thanks to Ariel. And as I mentioned, be sure to check out her stuff. She's pretty active on Twitter, which apparently a lot of people are active on Twitter. I, um, I'm going to probably hold my ground and still not do anything. It's always easier to not do anything than to do something. So, uh, be sure to check out her stuff. She does more thorough updates on her, uh, full portfolio. If you check out her channel and or her blog. So be sure to have a look over there. I'm going to give you a little uh, sort of sneak peek about what's coming up. So this week is, uh, you know, Thanksgiving week, Black Friday. So this episode technically is coming out on uh, the Monday, which, um, well, I can't remember the date. It must be like the 21st or something like that. I don't have the calendar up right in front of me, but, you know, when you're listening to this the day that it comes out, you'll know what date it is, but the point is this Thursday when we normally have an episode coming out that is Thanksgiving day. I'm going to publish two episodes actually, that's the plan. So now that I'm starting to say this, I don't have this like set in stone, but the plan is for me to publish a couple episodes with my friend Mark Mars from Niche Website Builders which I think a lot of you out there, you know, know Mark pretty well. He's been on the show several times and I know a lot of people do listen to his show as well. So that said, well, I guess uh, James hosts it now, but niche website builders, they have their own podcast. Anyway, the point is, Mark has a couple different topic areas. And a lot of times I would, you know, do two different topics in one show and just in the middle of it completely shift gears. But what I want to do is basically have uh, two shows, like a double episode. However, it will be two shorter episodes and I'm going to publish them both on Thursday just to see how it goes. Additionally, because there's so many Black Friday deals out there, I'm probably going to do a short show that I will publish on Friday and just kind of highlight some of the deals that are out there. So, I haven't done that before. The thing is, it, you know, should be fairly straightforward. I'm going to put together a Black Friday deals page and black Friday week and you know, whenever, whatever the companies are doing, people love these deals. And I'm going to have a page over on niche site project. So I'll run through the deals, talk about it, and then link up to the page where you can learn more. So probably at the time that this comes out, there will be deals already active and I'll you know, put as much information in as I can on the Black Friday page um, anyway. So by the time this goes live, the page should be out there. So we'll go ahead and link up to it anyway, and you can see what's out there. It's kind of interesting. Well, it's interesting to me. Um, when I first started blogging in 2013, I you know had a few people um, that were following me. You know, it's kind of cool. You know, pretty quick people were following me. And I, you know, tried to send out deals for Black Friday stuff. And I think, you know, a couple people actually did make those purchases. turns out um, after a while, I got burned out. So in 2021, and actually multiple years, I just, I was like, everyone's asking me to do these Black Friday deals. And I just don't feel like it this year. And that was 2021. And for some reason, I was sort of like uh, in an anti-consumerism attitude or something like that you know, don't buy stuff you don't need kind of thing. You know, sometimes I, I get a little ranty, but I'm back on board. Cause I know some people like they do want the deals. They do actually need the products. And this year, you know, I reached out to some of my friends to find out what deals they had going on. And some of them are software products. Some of, some of them are like services and agency based. So it could be content. It could be, something around link building could be plugins, could be themes, and people are often looking for hosting. So there will be a full suite of tons of different products. And like I said, I'm going to link up and you know, from my perspective, you know, the advice that I will give is, uh, which I think I even said in this episode, but don't buy stuff you don't need. If you need the product, go ahead and get it, but don't get things that you might use in the future. And the reason why I don't remember is I've done a very large number of interviews in the last few months. And a lot of times I'll do, you know, three, four interviews in a day. So by the end of the day, I can't quite remember who I said what to. And then days later, I got no fucking idea, to be honest with you. So, you know, I do what I can. I should maybe keep a little better notes. You know, occasionally someone will leave a comment. Actually, I'm pretty sure someone left a comment um, on an interview and they were asking about specific tools. And maybe that is something I can go deeper into and actually have like a little bit better show notes where we do have links to any products or services or details or resources that the people uh, mention And I sometimes am a little lazy about that kind of stuff and I do it when I remember, but sometimes I forget. So anyway, just (laughs) rambling on at this point, but the whole point is probably going to be a few episodes coming out this week and we'll see how it goes. They're going to be a little bit shorter, a little bit tighter, hopefully. And, um, as long as Mark doesn't cancel on me. So we're kind of, we're going back and forth trying to figure out like what time, what day, He is uh, maybe on the road or on vacation. I'm not sure. Traveling, I have no idea. And then, you know, for me here in the US, technically it's like Thanksgiving week, but we're not going anywhere. So we're just around the whole time. Going to be hanging out with some friends. Uh, People know that I have a podcast with my friend Carl Jensen. So I'm going to be hanging out with um, like his crew on Thanksgiving day. And then I have another friend who is more in our niche site, affiliate set kind of area. I met I'm, I'm gonna see him a little bit too on Thanksgiving Day just to hang out, have a couple of beers. And then there's a full weekend, you know, so I'm not sure what, you know, we're gonna get up to then, but should be pretty fun. A lot of hanging out. A lot of people are staying in town around here. So we're doing kind of like the orphan Thanksgiving stuff. It's kind of fun. You know, we're all we're all sort of into beer a little bit with like food. We don't have any family around here. So we're just hanging out with our friends. Anyway, that's what's coming up this week. And if you have any thoughts or uh, requests for topics or questions or anything like that, feedback at Doug.show. That's how you can get in touch with me. I read all the emails as long as they're reasonable questions. I'll usually cover them. So please do send me an email. Um, We should have a mailbag episode coming up fairly soon. I log these questions and go back every now and then the thing is, like I said, I've been doing a lot of interviews. Um, and I, I did a lot of interviews, which, um, you know, I'm not going to tell you what happened with the hard drive, but like a week ago, I published this, uh, you know, the sad episode about potentially losing many, many interviews. So I'm going to give you an update on that. Um, the whole, the whole point is, um, I've done a lot of interviews and I have a lot in the bank. I'm, I'm so far ahead, it's kind of amazing. And um, one thing I'm struggling with, which I actually would love to get your feedback on, so tell me about this if you have a minute to email me. So I'll do these success story interviews and sometimes I don't publish them right away. So there's an interview I did at the, say, middle of October. And right now where we're sort of in the middle uh, to the second half of November. So by the time I publish it in December, it's a little out of date. I, I mean, I would have recorded it maybe six weeks earlier. So it's a little bit out of date. So is it weird to get those interviews when they are like a month old or two months old, for example. Surely there's some topics that are purely evergreen and it really doesn't matter when I publish them. We're not talking about a specific month or anything uh, that's timely, but there are some which are kind of in the middle, where you know maybe we're talking about results from the previous month. The details of the interview don't really matter so much on the details of that specific month month that's referenced, but we do reference a month. So basically, is it weird to get um, information about September? when you're listening to the episode in December, for example. So let me know on that because I'm I'm kind of struggling with it. I do like to, you know, work ahead if I can. And sometimes the schedule just doesn't lend itself to just shuffle it around um, so much. And I don't know what to do with it exactly. So right now we're just rolling with it and I'll shuffle some episodes around, but I'm not sure how to treat that in the future. So we'll do the best we can. All right, That's it for today. We'll uh, talk to you soon. Look out for a few more episodes coming up this week.